Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Bob Brill. He's Eric Kramer. Welcome to Kramer and Brill, an NFL fantasy football podcast. Each week, my co-host, former Bears and Lions quarterback Eric Kramer and myself, Delve into your fantasy football choices and hopefully help you on your way to a win. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. You can check that out as well. So recapping how we did last week. I said to start Taysom Hill, a tight end in New Orleans. All he did was get four touchdowns. Uh, One of them was a long pass and over 30 fantasy points. Uh, I like Geno Smith and his 268 and three touchdowns. We all love Josh Allen, who smashed Pittsburgh, and we'll leave it at that. I love Brees Hall, and he had 97 rushing to go with 100 receiving yards. You love Stephon Diggs, eight catches, 102 and a touch. I like Jeff Wilson again. He got 120 and a touch. You love Kelsey and his four TDs. And you also, of course, love Mahomes, which I know you really, really love week to week. He's unique. Let me just say this. With Diggs going off, to be in second place on your own team says something about the guy you've been talking about all year, or at least before the year was Gabriel Davis. I think I mentioned, uh, I think I remember you deciding on him or someone else, and yeah. that guy exploded. Oh, I know. Uh, 98-yard touchdown pass. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, the guy that throws him the balls, he's not bad either. No. And uh, I think you, you nailed it on Aaron Rodgers anyway in terms of what he didn't do so far this year and had that big breakout game, although I, th- I still think he's a great quarterback. But uh, you're right. Mahomes-Kelsey combination is alive and well in KC. The Lions' darling status finally crashed, uh, even offensively. And uh, and that included our boy Hawkinson at tight end. Uh, But for the new darlings, that's the Gents. And my one-time protege, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Mike Kafka, when he was coming out of Northwestern, uh, trained with me a little bit, getting ready for the draft. And uh, anyway, he's turned into quite an offensive coordinator play caller there in New York. And uh, even your boy Barkley, now your boy, uh, went for over 100 yards combined, and uh, again, that, that's not a bad day for a guy that has no passing game around him. Um, and then the NFL's only now unbeaten team in Philly, where Jalen Hurts has combined for exactly 300 combined yards, passing and rushing, and put in a couple rushing touchdowns too. Pretty good day for him. Yeah, it was a wild, wild day. I mean, who thought the Eagles, right? Five and zero. Oh. <laughs> And the Giants, yeah, not me, one. after the way they ended last year, where it looked like Hurst <laughs> was having all kinds of issues throwing the ball. Well, this week saw the Panthers head coach Matt Rule get fired after a one and four start. Rashard Penny out for the season with a broken leg. Josh Rosen cut by Cleveland. I know that doesn't say much, but he is a, a named quarterback. Baker Mayfield with a high ankle sprain. He's out. Ty Chandler running the. Uh, the running back broke a thumb with Penny out for the season. You really got to look at Kenny Walker and DJ Dallas to get action on the waiver wire this week. And it looks like the NFL and the PA have come closer. They haven't solved it yet, but they're coming closer to solving the concussion situation post the two a disaster. Yeah. And, and the two points that are two plays, I guess I should say that I want to talk about were the two, what were called roughing the passer penalties, which really weren't. So one being Grady Jarrett with the Falcons, uh, swinging down 
Tom Terrific or whatever the hell people call him these days. <laughs> what a blown call was, that was. Whatever. Was not uh, roughing the passer penalty. And then the one that was killing me was the Chris Jones, where he comes around, actually uh, takes the ball, becomes a ball carrier. How do you become a ball carrier and, a, and roughing the passer, which by that time, Carr wasn't a passer. He was a defender. So the, the NFL, to me, has to start with, uh, like they were talking about, this has to become part of the replay process. Because if you're going to review everything else, how could you not review this? Which is, uh, to, it's coming down to like, it really questions, I think for fans and players alike, it questions the integrity of the organizing body, which is the NFL. You know, on the Brady call, I, you know, it was like, if you read the rule book, that's not roughing the passer. I mean, there was nothing there was no attention there at all, you know, and, and the talk, I think this week, uh, a lot of folks talking about how, you know, Brady's always talking to the refs and that kind of stuff. And, you know, Brady, it's Brady, you know, and he gets, maybe he gets a little extra um, leeway or something, but it was just ridiculous. I mean, when you tackle a guy, legitimate tackle, then you roll over and Tom was on top. So it was r- ridiculous. He's one of the 22 guys out there. Means you're fair game. Yep. So let's get right to the games. First of all, this is the first bye week, and the teams which are on a bye this week are the Lions, the Texans, the Raiders, and the Titans. So if you have teams uh, or you have guys on those teams, you got to sit them. They're gone. Uh, Thursday night, Washington at the Bears. Now, this looks like another snoozer. You have to wonder if Amazon got taken for its billions by the NFL. Every game this first season of Amazon Prime Thursday has been a real snoozer. Carson Wentz had a decent fantasy stats day, but he still sucks. And Gibson has not gotten on track, so I'm staying away from anyone here, although I do like the Bears' Montgomery on this one. I love Montgomery, too. I thought you'd never get to that. He's, this guy, I love the way he plays. He even entered the game catching a receiver screen pass and took that for a quick 30 yards. So he's becoming part of the passing game as well. Um, I just love the way this guy finishes everything he does. And against this commander's defense, he's a must start if you've got him. Um, and I just I, I can't say enough because the running game they're so committed to in in uh, in Chicago and Justin Fields, who's a good running part of that, too, is part of the reason why uh, Montgomery and Khalil Herbert are so good. Sunday, we got the Niners at the Falcons. Niners have come alive with Jimmy G at the helm and some good receivers like plus Jeff Wilson, who's off the charts. I'm not sold on Tevin Coleman, who paired a uh, actually scored a couple of touchdowns this week. So I'm, I'm not saying go out and get him. Not much to recommend in Atlanta either. Yeah, the Niners' recipe for wins is now their suffocating defense, an elite running game, as you mentioned now with Jeff Wilson, who's now the guy, I think, in my opinion, and yours. And finally, good decision-making and accurate passing by the quarterback, Garoppolo. So when it comes to fantasy picks, I'll still stick with the big two there in San Francisco, Samuel and Kittle. And now I think I'd add Jeff Wilson. Patriots and Browns, are the Patriots really 5-0 without their number one quarterback? Yes. And who is Bailey, Bailey Zappi or Bailey Zappi? Zappi? Yeah, you got I, it right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I do know he'll be a hot commodity on the waiver wire this week. Ramondre Stevenson is the RB flavor of the week in Boston after his 161 rushing. Hunter Henry also looks like a good play this week as well. Browns runners are strong, of course, and you could add Amari Cooper to your flex list while David Njoku has become a weekly starter tight end. Before anybody gets too hyped on New England's offense, remember that was Detroit's defense that was already deplorable that they hammered. Uh, but if there's one guy in New England I'd consider 
starting, it'd be Jacoby Myers. And not because he's a fellow Wolfbacker, but because the guy is actually solid. He's been, he's turning into Zappi's favorite target. And whether it's Zappi at quarterback or whoever else they got, I think, you know, to me, Jacoby Myers over these last couple of years has proved himself pretty well. Jets and Packers, Jets playing like a real football team, except for Brees Hall. Uh, there are no real fantasy starters here. Packers, Aaron Jones is solid, but don't go overboard on Randall Cobb because he did get targeted for seven catches and 99 yards. You won't see that week to week. And you know my stance on Aaron Rodgers. So we'll just leave that one. I know I do know your stance. When I'm still opposed, I still think he's a guy to start because you don't want to be sitting him on a day or trading him when he goes off, when he's going to go off like four consecutive weeks. Um, and if you've got him, I think I you, if you have him, you had to draft him high, so you got to play him. Right. Uh, he's still a great quarterback. Lazard and Tanya, though, those two have to step it up and become more consistent. Um, I do like Rodgers, though, to get back on track. I think he'll have at least three touchdown passing. Aaron Jones is the guy that I think is going to have combined over 100 yards and a touchdown himself. Jaguars, Colts, Trevor Lawrence, reliable, if not spectacular. Well, Marvin Jones was both. So with 104 yards on seven catches, I figure he'd be good for that again this week against the Colts. I like Colts players as possible flex plays, with the exception of Pittman, who is a weekly start. The flex options are Alec Pierce, Deion Jackson, who's a hot commodity on the waiver wire this week, and Philip Lindsay. With the season going as bad as it is for Indy, uh, the guy in Jacksonville I'd consider as a flex this week would be Travis Etienne. Uh, against Houston, he combined for rushing and receiving for over 100 yards. And so between these two teams, there's one guy I'd recommend in that playing, and that's Etienne as a flex player. Vikings Dolphins, no bad place for fantasy in Minnesota. Uh, starters are strong. Options for at least flex are all good. The Dolphins are pretty much limited to Mostert and Hill. Uh, Skyler Thompson may be a waiver wire commodity this week with a flyer for two quarterback leagues, especially, you know, because you had uh, the situation with uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, having his issues as well. Hey, the Vikings are not only off to a four and one start, they are really good offensively. Uh, Cousins is solid, very solid. Justin Jefferson had 10 catches at halftime. Uh, his emergence over, the over this last couple of years has really relegated Thielen to a solid role player. Uh, Delvin Cook ran well. As for the Dolphins, you know, their hot start has now fizzled with Tua no, two, uh, no longer playing, and he has no timetable for a return. And just out of curiosity, who is Skylar Thompson? And where did he go to college? Exactly. You any idea? <laughs> I have no idea. Same with Zap. You know, I mean, we got a bunch of guys out there. I mean, well, and then there's Cooper Rush who is actually playing super well. All these guys yeah, right. you know, were backups. I mean, it, it kind of speaks well for the possibilities of the future of a guy named Mason Rudolph, who's a third string quarterback. <laughs> I knew it had to come back to the Steelers somewhere. <laughs> Bengals Saints. Bengals can't get off the can't get off the snide. Bro is a start, but not a number one option anymore just yet. Well, Chase, Mixon, and Hurst are all good to go. Uh, keep an eye on Hagen's injury, though. Uh, Saints, Taysom Hill. Now, my weekly starter at tight end, no matter who else I have, because I can always move him the flex. Uh, just unbelievable. And he may be playing a lot more quarterback in the next coming weeks. Uh, Kamara is back. All of is a start if he's not injured. Hey, Kamara's battled a an injury bug. Now he's back and healthy. The Seahawks saw his explosiveness. Also, you're right. Taysom Hill, who until last game had been napping all season, comes alive over 100 yards rushing and four touchdowns. So 
If you'd like, I'd start them if I have them. Either one of them I'd start. And uh, the Bengals and Burrow are somehow just existing offensively. There's there's really nothing going on there. So I see the Saints, who all uh, at once had replaced both their head coach and quarterback from last year, scrapping together to get this win. Ravens and Giants, okay, you sold me Saquon Barkley's back. He's being for real, and the league's number one running back along with Chubb. I, I just wasn't too sure coming off the injuries and everything, but he is there. You sold me on that. Darius Slayton is ready as well. The Ravens, after Jackson, I like uh, Duvaney. Uh, du- Duvaney? I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, and I like, uh, of course, Andrews, and I like Isaiah Likely as an option as well. Yeah, I, and along with all the there other fantasy owners Duvenet. who have him. Yeah, along with every other fantasy owner who's been playing Barkley, by the way, every game anyway. you got to play in this game, especially against the Ravens, who – Hard to say this, but one of the league's worst defenses. Lamar Jackson's clearly a start, as is Andrews. And in this game, it's those three. That's it. Buccaneers and Steelers. Wow. I can no longer recommend Najee Harris as more than a flex. Well, I do see Jalen Warren as a flex as well. Uh, Deontay Johnson has fallen off, as have Claypool and Fryermuth, who may be out due to concussion. The guy you have to start is George Pickens. Unbelievable. Kenny Pickett seems to like him and a lot. And he's going to get uh, targeted, and he's a tremendous receiver. So no fear starting him as a wide receiver at all. Uh, Pickett is a good buy option this week and a solid player in dynasty leagues. Bucks, Fournette for volume. And from Brady, I like uh, receivers Godwin Evans and Kate Otten. And uh, Russell Gage is an option. I'm with you on Pickens. Despite Pickens' newness, Pickens is Pickett's best option in Pittsburgh. That was fun to say. And for the heart and for the Bucks. In addition to rush, rushing volume, how about Fournette for receiving volume? Uh, this guy's become a target now in the red zone. And if, if Brady has learned over the last 20 years of what's, what makes a quarterback and a passing game successful, it's checking it down to your backs, Fournette being one of those. And so I think uh, they are now utilizing Leonard Fournette kind of as their main weapon. And I think it's great. If you've got him, play him. I got to ask you, as a quarterback, did you ever slug a defensive lineman? uh no uh i <laughs> i did get into it one one time with the bears a, a defensive lineman at halftime yeah yeah he could have squashed me like a great but you know uh what he said to me was out or, no what he said to the offense to me was out of line yeah well that, that, it, i know it was the last play of the game for or one of the last plays of the game for uh kenny pickens but uh it, it was kind of funny it was like get off me boom and he pushed him. And, and i know tom was asked about it after he goes he said, appropriate, appropriate, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, good thing it was last. And then the two guys hugged afterwards. I guess they know each other. And uh, so they, they, then I saw an article after that saying, yeah, they're brothers and everything's cool. So uh, Panthers, Rams, Panthers get their first shot with a new head coach for an away game in LA. But after McCaffrey and DJ Moore, there's nothing to like here. Although PJ Walker will be a commodity on the waiver wire this week with Mayfield out because it looks like PJ Walker is going to be the starting quarterback. Another one of those who? Now, if you're out of the running in your league, he might be a one-week shot to take a chance on. Rams should look better than they have been. Stafford remains solid with Cup, but even with 10 targets, I'm not so sure Higby is a number one tight end. Cam Akers is due, so I'm saying take a chance on him this week. I could regret saying this, but I wouldn't start any player on either team here. Whoa, the Rams really? are consistently not operating. Like, if they were my surgeon, I'd get a second and a third opinion. Uh, it's a, and the offensive, uh, you know, 
predators in this case, which would be the Panthers, have been very docile to this point, yeah. and I don't think it's going to get better. Cardinals and Seahawks. Uh, Cardinals, Murray, Brown, and Ertz are all plays. Connor is fighting an injury, so I'd sit him again. Uh, Seahawks with Geno Smith in the driver's seat. Metcalf is a definite play. Kenneth Walker is the key running back this weekend. I like DJ Dallas, who's going to spell him, and he's usually available in almost everybody's league. Uh, Tyler Lockett will play an even bigger role. All starts for me. Geno Smith has really proved himself uh, to be a good decision maker, accurate at times. And so I like Tyler Lockett. I know you're you're enamored with uh, Metcalf, but I just think overall Lockett's a better receiver. Uh, and you're right, though. Walker's becoming a force run of the football. And defensively, the Cardinals can't stop anybody. As for the Cardinals, I think they're, they're going to fall far enough behind in the second half where they're going to open up the unique play of Kyler Murray. And that means Marquise Brown's going to be on the receiving end of some of those. And I just think it brings Murray to me. It allows him to do what he's designed to do, which is run and throw. You don't see them designing many plays for him running the ball anymore, which I don't know why this guy is such a weapon. But anyway, I, I, I like Geno Smith. I like what you've said about him so far. The Seahawks, I think, are exploding. Bills and Chiefs, Gabriel Davis, as you mentioned earlier, turned into the man at uh, number one wide receiver, plus Cook will see some action, but only as a last-ditch flex through the bye week concerns if you have them. Uh, Chiefs, keep an eye on Juju. He's fighting a hammy. Kelsey, still the top pick. Smith-Schuster was solid with eight targets playing through a hamstring issue. Uh, should be solid this week. Not so sure about Davis becoming that wide receiver one just yet. He did have one great game. But I think Diggs is still the guy there in Buffalo. And as far as the man goes, that's Josh Allen. He can do pretty much anything he wants to do. I think he's he, along with uh, uh, Lamar Jackson and what's becoming Jalen Hurts' new game, I think the three of those guys are probably the best dual-threat quarterbacks going. Um, and I think, uh, like you said, in KC, it is Kelsey. And they look for ways to guys – they look for ways, multiple ways, to get him the ball, which means – the other people in that passing game have now become great either decoys or blockers to get him in the end zone. And I think it's an exciting thing because you've got a great quarterback, a great play caller, and one of the league's best tight ends, receiving tight ends in Kelsey. I think it's awesome. Cowboys-Eagles, uh, who would have thought the Eagles would be 5-0? Hertz is putting the hurt on everyone, so along with Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard, I'm good here. A.J. Brown should also have a good game. Dallas running backs are both supplemental now, with Zeke and Pollard sharing the load. It says here to start either one, maybe a flex play, but possible in your RB slots due to the lack of solid backs in the league. Just aren't enough out there. And CeeDee Lamb is good as well. How about this showdown? Two of the top NFL teams so far, Dallas and Philly? Against this like Dallas this. D. Sunday night. All right. I, I, I love it. I mean, against this Dallas D, I expect Hurts to still put up Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen type numbers. Uh, if he comes through, that's a message to everyone. As far as the MVP going, voting goes, this guy's legit. Uh, like, I, I love Goddard and Smith also. As for Dallas, Cooper Rush, like we had mentioned before, he's still playing well, and I think he's become a legitimate backup point guard, so to speak, there in Dallas. Anytime someone's open, he's getting them the ball on time and accurately. Didn't throw for great numbers last year, but that's not what they need. And uh, we also know that Pollard is miles ahead of Elliott, but unfortunately for Tony, Zeke's got the contract, and Pollard doesn't. Monday night, Broncos Chargers. Broncos keep an eye on Wilson, who is fighting an injury, but Gordon and Sutton are definite plays, as is Judy. For the Chargers, Eckler, of course, with Mike Williams and Herbert. I think I still like Palmer, who got eight targets this past week. 
Well, for me, Denver's got one fantasy star, and that's Cortland Sutton. He comes up, he comes through every week. Um, and for the Chargers, I hope people have been paying attention because Austin Eckler has been doing not only as a runner, but as a receiver too. But he's been doing that his whole career. So if you haven't been paying attention, just watch this game. Watch the guy go off. Herbert's a star, obviously. Williams is solid, but I think it's it, – when, when they get Keenan Allen back, watch out. But Eckler's the guy right now. And there you have another edition of Kramer and Brill. Find out more by going to our website, KramerandBrill.com, or on my Bob Brill YouTube channel. For my friend and colleague, Eric Kramer, I'm Bob Brill. We'll see you next time.